0: Welcome back, everybody. I'm really excited to welcome yet another member of the martial arts, uh, you know, Hall of Fame or Hall of Fames, because it's multiple for our, our next guest, uh, Silvio Simak, uh, somebody who has been recommended uh, by people that I've had on uh, somebody who's a wonderful martial artist and an actor, and a person who I have seen in many, uh, many films without realizing that it was him. So I was very happy to make, make that connection. So please welcome to the program. Uh, you're in UK right now. Am I correct?
1: I am based in UK. Yes, I'm based uh, based in London.
0: Perfect. Well, so welcome from the other side of the pond, uh, Sylvia Simak. Thank you
1: very much. Uh, thank you for thank you for having me, and uh, it's nice to be uh, connecting with everyone out there.
0: Yeah, it's it's my pleasure, and it's beautiful uh, for you outside. I, I keep looking at uh, what's behind <laughs> you. It's sunny. It's it's wonderful. I I love that. Uh, and it's true, right? The connection, uh, you know, especially nowadays with uh, with COVID. I know, you know, this is a little bit of a problem, uh, you know, when we're, we're talking about being able to connect, not in person, but over the, uh, over the Zoom. There are much bigger problems in the world going on, but we're just happy that this is possible. Um, so I, uh, I know that uh, you know, Alan uh, introduced us, and I'm very happy that he did. Thank you, Alan. Uh, right. Uh, Alan Delaby, if uh, if people are wondering, you know, which Alan. Um, That's right. Correct. Yeah. So you know, I you know, in doing in doing some background on you, I I realized quickly that I've seen you in many of the films that I really enjoy, and working with the martial artists uh, and you know martial arts actors that I truly admire, and I've seen you pretty much with all of them, with exception of of just a few (laughs) guys. So let's let's kind of uh, let people know a little bit about you. Uh, I, I believe you were born in Croatia which is a beautiful, beautiful country. I had a chance to visit it uh, you know, a year ago, and I found it to be just simply a gorgeous, uh, gorgeous place. So uh, you were born in Croatia. How did, uh, how did uh, your life kind of take it to you?
1: Yes, very, very correct. I was, I was born in Croatia. It's, it's a very small country, only 4.5 million population, yep. in a very small coastal town. Mm-hmm. And um, I was born in 1970s. so I think clearly I was very much inspired by, by Bruce Lee, who made such a huge impact worldwide on the silver screen uh, with his physique as well as uh, as well as the way he moved so i think as a, as a very small child growing up uh, i probably didn't have too many people that influenced me uh, or influenced uh, my direction in life but uh, bruce lee was probably one of the very very first people that said a big impact on me as a child who's uh, who's influenced me in some shape or form to uh, to look into sports, to take up uh, weight training as well as martial arts simultaneously and to, to uh, enhance myself as a martial artist.
0: Mm-hmm. And uh, you uh, you started in taekwondo. So, uh, you know, I don't know how, again, uh, what, uh, what was popular in Croatia. I grew up in Ukraine. So when I was growing up in Ukraine, I'm, I'm a few years younger than you are. Um, in terms of martial arts, you know, there was judo, there was sambo, which are the, you know, kind of the traditional... Uh, sure. Within where I come from, but and then there was also karate. So you know, I kind of did more of the judo, and then I went into karate. Uh, I didn't know about kind of the Chinese uh, martial arts other than the films that I've seen. I didn't see any of them uh, taught until uh, obviously now uh, everything is available. But by that time, I came to of the course, States. of course. So for you, I-
1: I, it was Taekwondo. It was ITF Taekwondo. And I remember uh, when I first took it up, I had no idea what Taekwondo was. Uh, but okay. my friend uh, referred me to Taekwondo said, I've watched it in a film called uh, No Retreat, No Surrender. Right. It was one of, one of Jean-Claude Van Damme's first films. Yep. So I had no idea what Taekwondo was. So I looked it up and uh, I, I think what really appealed to me is uh, I, I read something about Taekwondo being scientific, uh, scientific methods of delivering your techniques and punches. So that was the initial thing that really appealed to me. Uh, in terms of picking up the art, because it made sense, I was I was always the kind of person to question things. I would I would never like to accept things as people tell me. I would question why is thing why is this done in, in a such a way. So um, if if I'm practicing something, it really had to make sense in terms of make sense that it was effective, and uh, it will serve me well. So uh, that was the initial point why I took up Taekwondo. Uh, I, I was so enthusiastic my my belts change color very very quickly i was competing very frequently mm-hmm. and uh, before you know it's within two and a half years i acquired a black belt in taekwondo right. but then i wanted to explore different avenues of of uh, acquiring more knowledge so i get perspective of different disciplines and martial arts from a different point of view mm-hmm. so i took up uh, hakido and karate and kickboxing uh Chun, various systems over the years so uh my, my knowledge on, on the topics of martial arts and self-defense and nutrition and science was more complete, was more complete. And uh, I can honestly say now, 33 years later, I'm still learning. And that's why, that's why I'm very happy to be engaging in doing something where, where I, can, I can always grow, I can always expand, and I can always improve myself. Even 33 years later, the, uh, the, there are sides uh, that I can still work on and improve and nurture. For sure
0: absolutely and you we never stop learning right in martial no, arts no for yeah, sure of course not there's there's never i mean uh, we're, we're always students so uh and that's the part that i love when you're speaking to people and they tell you that yes i know this and i'm great at this oh, okay then you're very early in your process of course you, you haven't realized just how much you have yet to learn so absolutely agree um, so well, funny, funny. Sorry, funny thing is you say that, but something I've, I've really managed to
1: learn over the course of the last seven months since pandemic uh, COVID nineteen kicked in is I, I, um, I reverted back to the ancient Japanese philosophy of kaizen, and kaizen is is basically a notion of philosophy that everything happens for reason and change, change is inevitable. Change is inevitable part of the world we live in, the universe. So we should always embrace change as being good, and use this uh, opportunity to grow in some shape or form. So this is exactly what I did when the pandemic started off, uh, COVID nineteen. I said to myself, everything happens for a reason. There must be a reason why this is happening. So maybe this is time for me to to grow spiritually, uh, to forgive and forget, to heal the broken hearts, to heal and mend broken relationships, and uh, that's literally what I did. You know you know i could have been scared the more it for, for the pandemic but uh, i really implemented the the ancient japanese uh, kaizen the, the change is good
0: yeah uh, and that's that's great and that's one of the <clears throat> things that uh i really appreciated as i started doing my research on you because you talk about meditation and you're talking about focus and you're talking about energy and uh you know these are all the things that i get really excited about and why I love you know martial arts because there is that spirituality component uh, that comes with it. So um, sure. agree. You know one of the reasons why I started the show is because I wanted uh, you know something positive to come out of the time when we're just stuck at home. So I wanted to talk to people. I wanted to continue uh, learning, and that was Good. the, the uh, impetus for uh, for the show being uh, started. So I'm glad that uh, you were able to find you know time with. Um, with now having more time and kind of uh, not doing the regular things you used it in a positive manner well i guess i guess you have too and i think um, having
1: grown up very much being uh, in touch with philosophies of martial arts and you know yourself i'm sure bruce lee majored in uh, yeah. philosophy <laughs> at, at, um, uh, uh, at university and, and uh, he, he very much uh, encapsulated all the philosophies of martial arts in life mm-hmm. uh, into a very very clever uh, methodology and, and sayings, which uh, which inspired me in so many ways. So I think naturally I, I, I followed followed suit along that pathway.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, what's your favorite, uh, you know, thing that influenced you in terms of uh, his sayings?
1: I think I think um, that there are quite a few. Maybe one of the one yeah. of the earlier ones which I remember, uh, which didn't make sense when I watched it because I was only a small child, which didn't understand the philosophy behind it. But if you remember 1973, uh, Enter the Dragon film, mm-hmm. he slaps the little kid across the head and he says to him, don't think, feel. Yeah. And I, I, never, I never understood what he meant, but at the end of the day, I mean, we live in a, we live in a feeling universe uh, yeah. where pretty much the same thing I, I can relate to acting. Uh, when it comes to acting, the only thing which is real is the emotion. Emotion is the only real thing. Uh, everything else is, is an illusion. Uh, even the life that we live in the only thing which is real uh, and tangible is the emotion itself the emotion that you carry with it. And emotion gives life to everything when mm-hmm. you put emotion behind your techniques when you put emotion behind music uh, uh arts or acting that's mm-hmm. when you bring it to life so uh this this is another thing which i've obviously picked up from uh, maybe from bruce lee putting the emotion behind everything that you do
0: no that's that's beautiful i completely agree with you and uh, you mentioned acting Right, we. I speak to a lot of actors. I'm an actor uh, myself, and the way that the audience connects with you is not through your action. They connect with you through your emotion, <laughs> through uh, you know whether they feel you being a real person. Sure. Uh, that's what they're connecting to. So, I completely agree with you there. For me, by the way, with Bruce, uh, it's a more conventional one, but uh, it's the one that stuck with me and will always be with me. Of be like water, and for oh, me for sure that that really kind of, uh, I keep coming back to it of just the ability to, uh, to flow. And I think my life in general and some of the problems that I had and the ways that I get stuck, uh, I, I revert back to the flow. The more I get back into the flow, the more things uh, naturally happen. So I keep, I keep coming back to that phrase of be like water, my friend. I agree in, in, in that sense. I think um, in life, it's inevitable
1: we're going to be faced with challenges and obstacles and problems. Uh, and and the, exactly going back to this philosophy or this uh, saying, yeah. if you're like water, you can adapt. You can adapt to different environments and change. Uh, and water does exactly that. Water becomes ice. It can be soft. It can evaporate. It can be any shape, any color. Uh, it has no taste. So very much so. If, if, if I could live my life to adapt to situations like water i'd be i'd be uh, the happiest person in the world
0: (laughs) yeah well listen i think you're doing really well and have been doing really well so you um going kind of uh, back into the acting for a moment now you know you did uh, martial arts you were very successful you were a world champion and then you had an opportunity to be in the movie you know did that opportunity arise because of what you were doing and somebody saw you at a demonstration or a tournament and they said hey you know, I have a movie uh, I'd love to uh, uh, to have you in it. Or how did that come about?
1: Good question. My 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 first role was in uh, Hong Kong production,
0: mm-hmm. uh,
1: Black Mask Two, which was alongside Scott Adkins.
0: I know uh, he's I quite a known actor now. Yep.
1: The 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 Black Mask One was starring Jet Li, but mm-hmm. uh, the second part was with Andy On. Andy On plays the lead uh, lead hero. Yep. Scott Adkins plays the villain. I play his sidekick. Mm-hmm. So um, I, was, I was working for university at the time for commercial development. And uh, I, I submitted myself to, uh, to a few agents because I was so keenly, passionately competing in martial arts. Yeah. I, um, I had a phone call from a friend saying that uh, they're looking for martial arts guys for, for, uh, for this agency. So I, I sent my things off. Mm-hmm. Two weeks later, I had a phone call from the agent saying, uh, I've got this job for you in Thailand. Would you like to go to Thailand for three months? <laughs> I said, hell yeah. I packed my bags straight away. Mm -hmm. I was off to Thailand. I spent three months out there. Uh, I was very much trained in martial arts, not in acting by this stage. Mm -hmm. Fell in love with the whole industry, really fell in love with uh, working with people who were cream of the crop in their field, uh, who really specialized in so many things and who who had striven very, very high up with their ambitions and dreams. Mm -hmm. So I fell in love with it. I came back and I thought to myself, I've got to really increase my chances of succeeding in this industry. So, uh, continue with my training as an actor. So, I enrolled myself into acting schools and started doing workshops to, to improve my chances of uh, getting jobs. So, uh, that, that's how my journey start, started off. And this was uh, 20 years ago.
0: Yeah. And uh, again, you've mentioned that Scott is, is a pretty famous uh, actor now, which is absolutely true. Uh, I remember, you know, Scott Atkins because I was watching him. I always watch martial arts films. You know, this is uh, kind of one of my one of my passions. Uh, any any okay. new film that comes out, I, I I usually watch it as long as it's available. And a lot of the Hong Kong films, it takes a little while for them to become available to us. Uh, yeah, yeah. Played, but, You know, uh, I've I've seen Scott for a long, long time, so I was always kind of familiar with him. And um, I, it's it's great. I, I love scott atkins he's one of my favorites and that's one again when i was looking at who you've worked with you worked with jet lee my goodness you know who doesn't know jet lee you worked with scott you worked with donnie yen um I, I was trying to see if you if you worked with tony job ja, but i don't think you had a chance to I, work i him. haven't no with with, yeah. with regards to scott atkins i've worked yeah. with him on seven different productions uh, yeah.
1: uh after our first film black Two in thailand we became very close friends Mm-hmm. And he only lived an hour and a half drive from where I am. And then even closer, 10 minutes drive. Yep. So we became very close friends for a number of years. We're still our friends. We just don't get to see each other as often
0: very, uh, because yeah. we've
1: got individual responsibilities and families and everything. Yeah. But we, we pulled each other uh, to, uh, to work together on various productions. And mm-hmm. we did seven films and TV shows uh, together, plus all the live shows and everything. Yeah. But he's a great guy. He's, he's very, uh, very talented extremely hard working and yeah. I would say he's, um, he's a perfectionist he's a perfectionist he'll do a take and director will say I'm happy with that that's a good take and Scott thought no I can, I can, I can deliver this better than I did, just did mm-hmm. so uh, director would give him the respect and say okay let's shoot again if you think you can do better than this so uh, no he's, he's very much um, dedicated to his craft mm-hmm. very much so
0: yeah, I what I loved about Scott uh, again, I, I I really you know love the martial arts aspect of it, but he really views himself as an actor. So it's the sure. actor first. Martial arts is a part of that, but he really strives for the acting, and that's that's the part that resonated with me. And I've seen you know I've seen the fight uh, with you know you and Boyka uh, in Undisputed Two. I think that's uh, that's where correct. Was, yes. Yes. Yeah. Correct. So uh, I've, I've seen that. I, I think just a uh, very, very good guy. Um, and have you had a chance to work with, uh, with Michael J. White? Uh, uh, I didn't see anything there. I, I've worked one?
1: with him twice. Yes, I've worked with him twice. Okay. Uh, very, very closely in Romania on a, okay. on a TV series called Metal Herland Chronicles. Mm. It's actually a French production. It's a French production. Okay. it being shot in English. It's been going on for a number of years. I worked with him very closely in Metal Hurl and Chronicles, but yeah. we were on the same production, uh, Undisputed 2, although we didn't get to work with each other. We, we saw each other on the yeah. set, yeah. but I didn't get to work with him. Uh, so yes, I did uh, two productions with him, uh, one very closely, the other one was just, mm. we were not interacting on, on the on the set. Uh, mm. Another wonderful person, a martial artist, phenomenal. And yeah. uh, he's got great great screen presence.
0: And then uh, you were on uh, Man of Tai Chi, which is a movie I really enjoyed. You know, I love Tai Chi. For me, uh, you know, I'm the, from the martial arts perspective, I'm the soft kind of internal uh, uh, arts. That's, that's mm-hmm. more me in terms of the personality. Uh, even though I'm tall and lengthy, so I probably would do, you know, more of the train and the uh, show. Uh, but yeah. you know, I loved uh, the Man of Tai Chi. So I remember your fight in there. That was very good. Uh, how did right. you end up working with Tiger?
1: I, um, first of all, I, w- I was very impressed to, to have had the opportunity to work with uh, Keanu Reeves. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I'll, I'll never forget the day when he found me up and he popped up on, on the screen and uh, he said, Why didn't you fly over to China a week early just to acclimatize to a uh, time difference? Mm-hmm. And although I arrived on set one week before the shoot, uh, it took me, wow, well, I, I didn't acclimatize. I was really struggling to sleep. I had major issues sleeping. So, um, I've got a funny story to tell actually from a man of Tai Chi there was a bit in the film where yeah. I'm on the floor and, and Tiger Chan is punching me he's hitting me yeah. and as you know I mean some, sometimes it takes hours and hours just to yeah. shoot the same scene at one point I fell asleep on the floor I was so tired I fell asleep on the floor <laughs> uh, and Tiger, Tiger he thought he, he thought uh, well I, I pretended I wasn't asleep I just pretended I had something stuck in my throat yeah. but I literally just fell asleep because I did not sleep a whole week uh, c- coming to China was so jet lagged I really struggled sleeping but at one point I did I closed my eyes and I fell asleep as I was fighting him
0: <laughs>
1: that that, awesome. that was a that was a very funny one but uh, Keanu Reeves as a person uh, one of the most wonderful guys I've, I've had the opportunity to work with
0: yeah. very
1: kind very compassionate very understanding really nice guy uh, I've met him twice met him in LA afterwards as well Mm-hmm. uh he's the kind of person who'll come on film set and on film set you've got 150 200 people running around making sure the operation is running smooth yeah. so you've got guys who are in charge of the wardrobe and makeup and this and there's so many different things mm-hmm. he would come and bring me a chair please take a seat i, was like, I-, I can't sit on the chair it's got your name on it so yeah. if the director tells you to sit on his chair you sit on his chair
0: yeah
1: uh, very kind I-, I had a great story uh, my um, my dressing room was closed, closed off by some, the guy was in charge. He took off to a restaurant in Beijing. So I couldn't get access to my, my room. Yeah. And my room was next to Keanu Reeves' room. Uh, yeah. And the guy said he's going to be back in an hour and a half, two hours for me to get my things back from the room.
0: Right.
1: So Keanu said to me, come in, come in. So I thought, brilliant. I've got opportunity to, uh, to yeah. get to know the guy and uh, talk to him. So he invited me to his room, and uh, we had this long chat for maybe two, two and a half hours. By the time they opened my uh, my room and let me out,
0: hmm. now I, I, everything I heard about Keanu is that uh, is uh, similar to what you've mentioned. Is that he's really genuine, uh, good guy, and I, you know, hopefully I'll get an opportunity to talk to him. But uh, he's he's somebody who I've watched, obviously, you know, growing up. And then uh, he's had a remarkable career, so I hope he continues going. He's, he's a great,
1: great human being, just is a really great human being. Uh, that's, that's one thing I have to say, great human being.
0: Yeah, that's, that's great. Um, you mentioned how long the scenes take. So again, from a pure acting perspective, I know that, uh, you know, the hours are long and there are many takes and there are lots of coverages and all sorts of things that we're doing, but you have an added difficulty of doing that plus having to do martial arts uh, and proper choreography uh, during it. Uh, how does that work and how much goes into it in terms of the rehearsal of, you know, here's going to be the fight choreography and then how many takes does it take?
1: Very good questions. Um, with big budget movies, obviously they can allocate more resources and time to, uh, to get the rehearsals done and to shoot right. as well. Mm-hmm. Then you're gonna get you're gonna get sufficient time uh probably five to seven days rehearsals Good. unleashed unleashed with jet Li. Mm-hmm. that took about seven days seven days rehearsals wow. seven days rehearsals and probably another seven days shoots yeah yeah approximately mm-hmm. seven days shoot so very 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 long days uh even Transporter 3 with J- Jason Statham. It was a big budget film, so they want to make sure they cover every single angle. On, on um, low budget films, they can do everything within a day or two, but then you're compromising your quality. You're compromising your quality, but I'm sure you've heard of the same before. For every second that you see on screen, mm-hmm. it takes about an hour to set up. Mm-hmm. So ev- every second that's captured on film, uh, it takes about an hour to set up lights, this and that, wardrobe. Mm-hmm. So it's a very, very painfully slow process for most of us, uh, the only thing I would say challenges for martial arts is sustaining injuries and getting exhausted and tired through, through the takes. Because sometimes you may have to do 10, 12 takes of the physical sequence, which can be quite tiring. Yep. And what's, uh, what happened on Transporter 3, mm-hmm. it was a very basic technique. I did a roundhouse kick to Jason Statham. Right. Uh, my muscles were probably cold. Uh, I've been warming up, cooling down all day long. And I tore my hamstring, uh, my left leg, which was ever so painful. It took me over a year to recover from. Yeah. But uh, when it when it comes to doing the physical stuff, dangers are obviously being injured, uh, getting exhausted by the end of it.
0: Yeah, um, that, it's it's really tough. I can't imagine. Uh, I, I know. I, I heard. Um, you know, going back to Scott. You know, when uh, he was working with Donny. Uh, on the last uh, Ipman uh, film he was saying Mm -hmm. you know just how exhausting that is and you know how much uh, how much dedication it takes and how much of a beating (laughs) he received during it uh, just to make sure sure they get it right because you know things even though you're not hitting uh, you're still hitting and uh, and you're going to get uh, you're gonna get hit so it's, I can't even imagine of, of how difficult it is to do acting while doing martial arts at the same time, take after take.
1: Well, you see, in, in most films, you, you can do a method called stacking. You know, you're going you're gonna to place the camera behind someone's shoulder to make you look like you're connecting. In yeah. Ip Man 4, I noticed lots of the fight scenes were done from the profile shot. Yeah. So it means you have to make contact because you, you can't cheat. it. You can't cheat the angles. You can see if they're hitting each other. So they were really hitting each other in the film. Most of the shots were profile shots. So the contact was, uh, was, was there. They were hitting each other for real. He wasn't uh, pulling back. Maybe not so hard, right. but there was contact there. There was contact there for sure.
0: And how does it get done again? So uh, from a pure technical perspective, and if, if you're okay releasing that information, that's good. If not, I, I can respect mm-hmm. it. But you sure. know, when, when we're uh, in, in a martial arts uh, film, you know, somebody is getting hit, you have the blood. So the blood, I understand, you know, that can be set up. The person could be holding it in the, in the mouth. It's not real blood. But when you have other things that seem like, okay, the, you know, the person all of a sudden, you know, has a black eye. Is that a, you know, a cut where uh, they cut that scene and then they kind of uh, do it during editing where the person has makeup on or how does that get done?
1: Well, uh, m- with most productions you w- you would get the you would choreograph and rehearse the whole fight scene within that week or 5 days you have to do your rehearsals uh once you get everything down to a tee they will shoot everything wide angle the entire fight scene mm-hmm. and then they pick up sh- uh shots close ups of of kicks punches reactions mm-hmm. and then you would get close ups of emotional reaction reaction to the hits uh mm-hmm. bruises cuts etc etc so yeah, th- these would be insert shots that you insert afterwards, uh, depending on the angle and depending on the scene that you're doing.
0: So the, the editors are doing a ton of work on, on martial arts. Oh, Of course, oh, that's goodness. the movie magic. You know, when you tell people some of these secrets and stories,
1: they're like, wow. But
0: yeah. when, it,
1: when it comes to action, I mean, even with, with Hong Kong, some of the stuff you pick up uh, mm-hmm. is amazing. They, they call it power powder. They put talking powder mm-hmm. on, on the foot or even inside the hand. So when you hit, yeah. uh, you get this bit of dust, this cloud come from the hand, and your brain will register this subconsciously. It's not mm-hmm. something that you think, oh, what, what is that? To make it look more powerful. So it, it seems like there was a bit more of an impact. So when yeah. they hit each other, uh, you get a bit of dust coming off the shirt or a jacket, uh, but they use lots of these different techniques to make it look more convincing, more realistic.
0: That's very cool, I love that. Um yeah uh, again you know transporter three jason statham uh, i and when people talk about you know real martial art, real martial artists versus you know movie actors who do martial arts uh, you know keanu reeves keanu reeves has been studying martial arts for a long time and i think at this point he's pretty good at it now uh, based on uh, the john wick series i know that he works hard at it jason statham i know was not necessarily a martial artist he was a diver and then he, you know, kind of got into it. But right, this is, you know, right. proficiency you have to have a level of proficiency in order to execute all those movements
1: for sure. But the thing is, uh, with most of these guys, if, if they're being continuously cast for uh, some same sort of genre of films, right. action films, or martial arts, yeah. you have to develop your skills in those areas. And and uh, as you said rightly yourself, Jason Statham, as, as well as Keanu Reeves, they did, they picked it up along the way. And adapted it for the screen because martial arts to reality are somewhat different to the way you do martial arts on screen right. uh, so they they picked up martial arts on the screen first and then they learned the martial arts for self-defense afterwards because there are slight differences uh, in, in how you do it and what you would do on screen as opposed to real martial arts
0: of course, and uh, I mean, just I remember my my teacher, you know, because I love kicking as well, and I could kick pretty high, and you know, I grew up on Van Dam, so I wanted to do, you know, the uh, the uh, the spin kicks and all sorts of things, and you know, my teacher very quickly said, okay, stop, uh, don't do any of that, because in a real fight, you know, your kick, uh, if it's anywhere kind of above the knee uh, during the time that you're trying to execute it, unless you're amazing at it and unless you're ready at the moment uh, when you need to and you have adrenaline and everything else rushing you're not gonna do it and by that time you're gonna get hit Uh, so like you have uh, the things that are wonderful and pretty and great on screen but then you watch UFC Uh, you know how many of the things that we really love and that are flashy actually work sometimes they do but uh, very rarely do you see any of them
1: absolutely but I'm sure, as, as you've noticed yourself, in, in UFC, uh, simplicity is very effective. Keep it simple, and it's very effective. Right. But simplicity doesn't look great on, on, in the movies. It, it doesn't look spectacular. So you have to tweak it, make it look a bit more fun, a bit more exciting. Uh, get the viewers on the edge of their seats because, like, wow, that was an amazing shot. Uh, that's why it's different. On the street, you would hide your technique. You wouldn't show it off. Uh, on films, you have to make it larger than life bigger much bigger so it's very exciting so yes there are lots of differences in that sense and maybe something which i've had to adapt uh, adapt to it when i made the transition from being a competitor uh, to a uh, screen fighting
0: yeah it's very cool and then uh, going back to kind of uh, you know the other things that you're doing i know you've done a lot of commercials uh, so do you still do uh, commercial work uh, or is that uh, more a thing of the past Funny funny
1: thing you say that. I just came across... Uh, I've not done it for a while. I came across a photograph this morning, mm-hmm. which was from seven years ago when PlayStation 4 was yeah. being released. I did a worldwide uh, a TV commercial for PlayStation 4. Mm-hmm. Um, I play Ken, one of the characters from Street Fighter. Yeah, I grew up with and, uh, PlayStation apparently has gone through... No, no, sorry. uh, uh, Street Fighter game has gone through four generations or something. It was the longest game ever. Yeah. So uh, I'll play a character in this. So that was one of the last commercials I did. But I did many different ones for Burger King. I did one for Ford, for Sky TV. I did this one for PlayStation. Uh, I did did quite a few. I've not done it for a while. Uh, I've not done it for a while. But, yeah, I've done quite a few commercials. And they're always fun to do.
0: Yeah. And uh, you do a lot of, um, uh, again, I I know you have your your training business, and then you've done some training for uh, some actors. Um, I don't remember which films that was for. Can you uh, you, uh, remind uh, the audience?
1: Uh, I was training Tom Hardy uh, briefly for The Warrior. Oh, wow. I trained uh, Scott Adkins, Andy Peters, uh, Eric Roberts, Mm -hmm. uh, Matthew Marsden. Uh, Sarah yeah. Carter, Jamie Presley,
0: mm-hmm.
1: Holly Valance, uh, quite a few people. Gen- generally, when they're getting ready for a movie, Dan Stevens. Yeah. Uh, when they're getting ready for a movie, I get a phone call from LA. We've got this guy from UK. He's doing a, doing an action film. Uh, he doesn't know how to throw a punch. He uh, looks too weedy. Can you give him some muscle, make yeah. him uh, fit and tough, and teach him how to fight? So, uh, yeah, I, I do get asked occasionally. Uh to to train people
0: up. Yeah, Tom Hardy was really impressive in the Warrior. Uh, again, Tom Hardy looks like a tough guy uh, <clears throat> in just in in real life. So I right. don't know how much uh, of a martial arts background he has, but in Warrior, he looked re- he looked the part at least to me uh, watching from the outside. No no experience
1: at all, none whatsoever. He literally yeah. even his physique, his transformed his physique uh, within. Three and a half months, three and a half months from when I saw him till he started shooting, yeah. he transformed his physique and his skill. And I've got so much respect for him as, as an actor and a performer. He's so versatile with his acting. Uh, you, you watch his performance in most uh, of the different films. Uh, he looks different. His performance is different. I don't know if you watched him in The Legend, The Craze Brothers. Right. Uh, yeah. But his, his performance was uh, the Bronson, Well, you had to put on, put on the way. Uh, he, I love him. I think he's a great, great actor, great performer, uh, and very versatile in, in what he does.
0: Yeah, he's one of the best actors that I've uh, that I've seen. Um, he's um, you know one of the scenes uh, from uh, oh my god, now I forget uh, where he's playing a super uh, uh, super uh, well, not a villain, but he's not a hero either. Um, it's not Spider Man. It's the uh, wow brain uh, brain crap anyway so he's playing the... uh ba, 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 ba. Venom, venom venom thank you uh, that's it yeah in venom uh there is uh, there are a number of uh, scenes that from the pure acting perspective that blew my mind but you know when he's in venom and he's playing he's playing the character and then the character doesn't know that you know uh the venom inside of him is about to throw a punch and do something and then you see his reaction of something being done and then he's horrified by it that from an acting perspective is incredibly tough to do to be surprised and to be horrified by something you know you're about to do yourself even though there's why and other aspects to it I have enormous amount of respect for right uh, yeah yeah same here same here yeah Um, perfect so what what do you do uh, kind of what takes most of your days uh, conventionally speaking, we're not talking right now. You know, during COVID time, but I know you're still uh, kind of involved in filming. I know you have your uh, your training and you have other things. So, what what do you focus on mostly?
1: Mostly, it it, uh, it really varies from time to time. I mean, I could be gone uh, gone away for two months. I was I was uh, I was away last year. I was in Romania. Uh, I was in U.S. I was filming quite a bit. I came back. Uh, so I juggle. It's, it's never the same, really. I mean, if, I, if I'm on a film set, I'll be away for two months. When yeah. I'm back, I'm running my martial arts academy or mm-hmm. I'm shooting uh, a new program on, on uh, health and vitality. So it's it's a bit hard to say. I mean, over the last six, seven months, because of COVID-19, it's been mainly fitness stuff and producing materials that I can utilize for my school mm-hmm. as, well, as well as for the fitness. I, I've got uh, two movies still in the pipeline, which I've not finished. Well, one is a movie, one is a TV uh, TV series. Mm-hmm. I'm in the process of finishing finishing them off. Uh, one in November, uh, and that's in Romania, one. And the one in UK, I think, next month. So uh, we're still in times of uncertainty. It's very difficult to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, my, my schedule's really varied throughout the whole year. I, I could be very busy with, with TV and acting stuff, and then it goes quiet like it does for most actors. It, it's never... Uh, ongoing job, unless you're very, very lucky, one of one percent of the top actors. Right. So uh, I'm very lucky and have the opportunity to be able to juggle from my various passions. Mm-hmm. So I'm not, I'm not uh, pulling my heads with frustration in between, like what am I going to do now?
0: So. No, that's that's great. And um, I, I believe uh, you're a father now. How uh, how old is your child?
1: I I am a father. Uh, that's the best thing that's ever happened to me. He's five years old. Uh, he's five years old and uh, he's truly my, my, truthfully my teacher big time B- big time my teacher in so many ways and something I've said to my students recently uh, I've come to realize and appreciate how much we get held back by fear when we're afraid of something how much he tends to hold us back and uh, I've been teaching my kids how to ride a bike this summer uh, during the COVID and uh, I taught him all the techniques all the concepts so two weeks later because I was putting him under too much pressure, he felt the fear, so he just would not would not ride. So his mummy took him for a ride. She comes back three minutes later, she said, I've taught him to ride a bike. And I said, what not? that was me teaching him, but she removed the fear, he had no fear. Uh, and all of a sudden he was riding. And he, he just made me think uh, how many things in life we go through and we fail to deliver because we're afraid. Or we fail to start because we're afraid. Uh, but anyway i learned, I learned so much from him uh, in so many different ways because if you look at kids, kids are microcosm and we're the microcosm but everything that's happening microcosm happens on a on a bigger scale so whatever happens under the microscope is happening in the universe uh like a hologram so uh, absolutely there's so much for us to learn from from the younger
0: ones yeah um agree I, I have I have two children and it's uh, it's it's a reflection of who I am and uh, you know, some things I see I'm looking at the mirror because uh, you know, my daughter uh, is very similar to who I am. And a lot of the things that I've struggled with, uh, you know, she's expressing and I see that and it's driving me crazy, but I'm trying to use that as a way, not just to help her overcome uh, these, you know, little uh, idiosyncrasies, but, to then again help myself, uh, you know, get rid of them. So it's an interesting interesting, spiritual, uh, uh, sometimes frustrating experience. (laughs) (laughs) But
1: nevertheless, we're learning from it. And uh, something I said, I wish I I had as good relationship with all humanity as I have with my son, because relationship is unconditional. It's unconditional love, Mm -hmm. unconditional forgiveness and total acceptance of who they are. But we, we don't have this relationship with other humans because we are too often judgmental or not so forgiving, and we've got high expectations, much higher than we'd, what we'd expect from, from, from ourselves. So, uh, yeah, you learn about relationships an awful lot as well.
0: Yeah, and uh, <clears throat> for me, uh, because I'm a very driven person and I have many things that I'm working on and I'm launching and I'm always learning, uh, I found that... Um, quite often I fall out of balance and I, I don't spend enough time with my children because I'm so selfishly focused on what it is that I'm trying to accomplish. Sure. You're so busy. Have you found yourself falling into that as well? Or you specifically make the time uh, to be with family and oh. everything else off?
1: I've got to be honest, I've been very good in that way. Uh, and I'm the kind of person if I, if I, like this morning I was up 5 a.m. I've done my bits and pieces. I picked up my kid from school uh, but there comes a time when I switch my phone off completely and it's family time. Uh, people have asked me like if I can do some work or meet up on a Sunday. And I said, I love my work. I love my job. But Sunday is my day for family. I completely switch off my phone and I give their time and focus to, to my family. So uh, I've always been pretty good in that way. But it, it's the same way when I, when I work out in a gym. People hate coming up to me. I've got my earphones on. My focus is 100% on what I'm doing. Because far too often you can get distracted to say hello to this, say hello to talk to people and then two hours later you haven't done anything so uh i think in this day and age in this world we've got too many distractions, too many things we can do from from tv from this to that so uh i think it's important to be able to switch off and say to yourself no i'm just going to give this time to uh whether it's your 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 wife or your kids or whatever it is so i've generally been quite good i've been quite good in that sense
0: very good. Uh, I, I, I applaud you for that. I hope that continues for you. It's something I've been struggling with. I hope so. Yeah, sometimes I just feel like I'm a really selfish bastard uh, and I'm so focused on you know, what it is that I'm trying to accomplish. I, I lose sight of uh, the other important things in my life.
1: Um, sure. It's, well, it's, it's easy. I mean, we'll, we'll do that from time to time, but it's important to be able to revert yourself back on that road and uh, so you, you appreciate what's important. Otherwise, you get thrown off balance.
0: And that's where the meditation and uh, Tai Chi comes uh, for me. You know, if if I sure. if I make that a part of my routine, then I'm a much better and a much w- more well balanced person. Well, some, something you mentioned earlier on, something that's uh, profoundly,
1: which uh, it's very simple, very basic, but profoundly, which I keep getting reminded of day to day basis, uh, mm-hmm. is uh, through martial arts. Is everything is made up of energy. Uh, Energy cannot be destroyed or created. You can only pass the energy from one form to another. Mm -hmm. So this tells us that we should give first, then you will receive. So what you you can only get back what you give. If you've given nothing, there's nothing going to come back your way. And that's the nature of energy. Uh, You you can't cheat this uh, universal law. It's like cheating gravity. So uh, the more you give, the more you get back. Uh, This is the general rule. But you must first give, whether it's love, compassion, forgiveness, hard work, exercise whatever it is and uh, i think muhammad ali said uh, people say i'm lucky but the harder i work the luckier i get right yeah. because once again it's that uh, law of universe the energy you cannot you cannot cheat it the more you give of yourself the more you're going to reap back in terms of uh, rewards you get from it so yeah i'm continuously reminded of it through through martial arts uh, the art of giving the art of giving
0: Absolutely, and then uh, your symbol and uh, something that I see used often with uh, with your materials is a dragon. Um, you know what uh, what importance does the symbol of a dragon have in your life?
1: Uh, well, actually, if you note know, the the dragon, I've got I've got it's, it's a tattoo here. Mm-hmm. Uh, my, my partner's got one as well. Uh, it's shape of an S, which obviously it's um, my initials, Silvia Simak. But more importantly, and this is a very early stages of my training and development, mm-hmm. I've identified and realized what components are necessary to uh, make an athlete complete. So identify the under the S factor. One is skill, speed, strength, stamina, suppleness, and strategy. So skill, speed, strength, stamina, suppleness, and strategy. And if you if you remove one component, out of the equation then it's going to cease to work it's like it's like pulling a small component away from transistor radio it will cease to work so it's very important for us as uh, not just as athletes but as human beings that we, we are nurturing ourselves in all aspects of our life mind body and spirit because if we neglect one area it will create imbalance and then we get disease discomfort unhappiness whatever it is so that's what the dragon itself means, the S factor, skill, speed, strength, stamina, and suppleness, which is the components that which make any athlete complete. But funnily enough, it resembles my initials, which is good as well.
0: Yeah. And then we can, you know, we can extrapolate from there, you know, the S in uh, Superman, which uh, which means... <laughs> Could which, be, yes. Could I mean, be, yes, for sure. We, we can go there as well. Um, one thing that I've heard before, and I want to ask you, I don't think that that's an issue, but... Now, from the pure acting perspective, now, actors are taught not to carry a lot of muscle because when you mm-hmm. carry a lot of muscle, then uh, sometimes they find themselves getting uh, more stiff and the emotions are a little, you know, uh, the emotions are, are more in a, in a struggle because it, there needs to be flexibility in order to, uh, to kind of project what needs to be done. Have you found that to be an issue or because of, uh, you know, stretching, because of your working out, that's not an issue?
1: To be honest with you, I, I, um, I get more of a stereotype than anything else. In mm-hmm. terms of, in terms of uh, stiffness or flexibility, <laughs> I've always maintained my stretching. Right. Although for, for a period of four or five years, I, I have not really stretched as much as I should have done. So I picked up some injuries along the way in my lower back. I'm okay now. But still today, I, I stretch every single day. Uh, when it's time for me to relax and maybe watch some TV or news, mm-hmm. I sit on the floor, I open my legs and I'm stretching. Yeah. Uh, but maybe compensating for the time that I've not been stretching because I, you know what I said to you, if you're not nurturing different aspects of your wellness, mm-hmm. you're going to get yourself off balance. And I think I focused for a period of four or five years too much on strength, not on flexibility. And that threw me off balance and created some injuries. So now I, I do make sure I'm, I'm doing my stretching. I'm maintaining flexibility. So uh, like you said earlier on, I flow gracefully as opposed to being stiff. Right. Uh, and that's the biggest difference. If you watch Korean and Japanese martial arts, they're very rigid, almost robotic. Yeah. And Chinese martial arts are very fluid and flowing, like yeah. you said in Tai Chi. But it reflects on their culture because Chinese practice Zen Buddhism, which is a lot more flowing. Japanese are very much uh, regimented and rigid and same as Koreans, but it's, it's very funny and interesting how martial arts have developed, very much reflecting on the culture of the of that country.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, you know, uh, Indian martial arts, uh, right? You know, the whole idea of uh, you know Russian martial arts—it's—it's—it's uh, it's, it's fascinating. All of that is fascinating to me. I love the Indonesian martial arts. Uh, you know, there's there's whole host of, of things like at this point. You know, I'm not I'm not studying martial arts anymore. I'm just practicing, uh, you know, Tai Chi. But as you know, my kids are growing up. They've done Taekwondo. Uh, I want my son to do something, uh, something else. I want him to do maybe Silat and uh, get into some other applications that I think, uh, God forbid, uh, you know, he'll never have to use. But I want him to be prepared for. So the martial arts world is just is just so rich uh, in different traditions that you kind of pick what works for you and go with that. Of
1: course. And, and maybe something which might be good for me to add at this stage is uh, what really interestingly got me into martial arts in the first place, or uh, namely taekwondo, why I chose to do taekwondo. Is I mentioned the, the scientific side. Uh, and if, if you notice with most sports that you watch now, from soccer to boxing to tennis, mm-hmm. o- over the years, most of these sports and athletes have been evolving. Uh, they're breaking records every year in every Olympics, every world championships they're breaking records, they're running faster so what attributes what what contributed to this advancement Uh, it's our knowledge it's our knowledge of human anatomy it's our knowledge of of sports science of biomechanics, of kinesiology of uh, neurology all of these different areas which can make athletes superior, more complete uh, how to train when I started martial arts uh, there wasn't enough of that. Most martial arts were very, very traditional. There wasn't much of a evolution of it. So I started studying very, very early on. And I remember for my fourth degree black belt in Taekwondo, I wrote a thesis on biomechanics of martial arts, and I published one book, and I had the contribution to another book, "Biomechanics of Martial Arts," which looks into study of movements through different martial arts and in a way, it's, uh, it's, it's comparing the effectiveness of each and every move because most martial arts that were devised hundreds of years ago, the, there wasn't sufficient knowledge in the area of kinesiology or biomechanics for us to be able to um, conclusively say this technique works because of X, Y, and Z. Uh, boxing, is, boxing is pure science, and I think it's, it's uh, very beautiful the way boxing as a sport has embraced these advancements in science and technology to make the boxes more superior. Mm-hmm. Uh, most martial arts still haven't done it, apart from MMA. MMA are, are doing the scientific, good, advanced methods. Mm-hmm. Most of the traditional martial arts, unfortunately, are still practicing the traditional ways and methods, which which still plays some role to a degree in in our training and development. But um, they could be choosing safer, more advanced, and scientific methods. But this, this has been my particular interest. Um, area of interest biomechanics uh, because there's so many different martial arts and I was always interested to see okay which way would be the most effective way to deliver this technique or that technique and why and uh, uh, centrifugal force the, the inertia of the movement all of those things that uh, were, were boggling me in the head uh, mm-hmm. because as a kid I would just bow to my master yes master yes master but you weren't allowed to question them if you mm-hmm. question your master you're being disrespectful you know. uh, even though the master had no answers to why it was performed in such a way. I'll say to my students now, don't believe everything I tell you. Make sure you question it, because yep. I could be lying to you. Yep. Uh, if I don't know, I'm going to try and find out. But uh, I think in the days of dictatorship and communism, maybe you have to accept uh, as you're told. Yep. But I, I never was the kind of person to uh, accept... Um, the truth, whatever they tell me, I really had to dwell on it and think, why is it done in such a way?
0: It's, it's, uh, you and I are the same. It's our generation. I think, uh, you know, there is, there is some aspects of, they call us the, you know, the rainbow, uh, children generation where we're not going to be, uh, uh, taking, uh, any, anything for granted. We're going to be questioning it. So it could be that, but I'm the same way. You know, uh, the first time I started taking Tai Chi, I quit because, you know the master uh, who's a Chinese master. He's very accomplished, and he would say, "You know, perform this movement." and I would ask why. I would ask, "Well, well, I know Tai Chi is about energy. Where is the energy being generated? How is it going?" Sure. No answers, and I couldn't handle it because I need to know. You know, I need of to of course, know. yeah. I, I you know implement it, and it's a part of uh, it's a part of my own uh, kind of study and self-realization. So sure, uh, you
1: need to be you need to be clear with your techniques in the head, yeah
0: absolutely by the way uh, you've mentioned kind of the biomechanics I saw an interesting video a couple of years ago where they did a kind of a scientific study of um, which one which martial arts has the most powerful kick and uh, they tracked it and they tracked uh, uh, they brought different martial artists uh, uh, to you know a studio where they were uh, doing that I'm gonna try to find the video and put it uh, below here but uh, from National
1: my, Geographic.
0: there was National Geographic channel. I think I've seen it. Maybe National
1: I, Geographic. I,
0: yeah. I remember. I remember specifically that capoeira uh, had the uh, the most powerful kick because of the okay. wind uh, that uh, that they were going with. So that was just another interesting, uh, you know, tidbit. Interesting. I'll, I'll, I'll interesting. In. Yeah. Okay. So uh, I I know you're interested in biomechanics, so maybe an interesting video for you to. Uh, for sure. See. Yeah, I'd love to love to follow up on it. Yeah um perfect well last question for you if uh, if you had a chance to go back in time and talk to a you know the young version of yourself as you were getting into uh acting and you had a, one uh, bit of advice that you can give yourself what would that advice be
1: never to be afraid to ask i think um i, I look back and i regret why didn't you ask so and so why didn't you ask him to go and work with him I was always very reserved in that sense. If they want me, they'll ask me. I, I don't want to go and in, impose myself on them. Uh, so I would say, don't be afraid. Just just go and ask. Uh, I was always the kind of person I don't want to be imposing. Uh, if they think I'm good enough to work with them, they'll call me or they'll see me, they'll spot me. So I was never the kind of person to impose myself onto them. But now I would say, Go and do it. Go and talk to them. Uh, introduce yourself. Give them a handshake. Uh, say your name. Anything. Just, just, just to connect in some shape or form, so uh, you can get to know each other. So that's probably the only thing I would say. But I was very shy, believe it or not, as a kid. I was very shy. That's why. Uh, that's why maybe I, I was uh, a bit reserved to go forth and, and and speak out and introduce myself and say, "Come on, give me the job." <laughs>
0: I think that's, again, from what I heard, that was uh, the first job uh, Van Damme got was, uh, was by doing that. You know, just went into the, you know, producer's office, did the splits and said, you Right, know, I can right. Do so, yeah, you have to right. do it. By the way, I started doing the splits between the chairs because of Van Damme. That, that was... Uh,
1: <laughs>
0: so, anyway, um, Brilliant. thank you so much. Brilliant. It's, it's a real pleasure uh, to, uh, to meet you. It's a real pleasure to speak with you and to learn from you. I really, really... Likewise.
1: Likewise, pleasure. Thank you very much. It's, uh, it's, been, it's been a pleasure and all the best.
0: Thank you. And uh, thanks to everybody for tuning in. We really appreciate it. We know you love acting and martial arts as much as we do. And that's why we do this for you. Thank you.